Welcome, friends, to the Brutal Brothers Podcast. My name is David, and for the next however many minutes, I will be your humble host. Joining me, as always, are Eric and Kyle, founders of Budo Brothers. What's up? Gentlemen, you ready to practice some uh, podcast jitsu with me? Podcast jitsu begin! (laughs) (laughs) You should have seen the bow. How are you? How are you right now? Is everything good? We're doing good. We are sitting pretty. Mood is mood is good. I'm ex- We're ready to go. So I'm going to, uh, I, I thought, let's have a little bit of fun on this one. And um, I want to get to know you two. And uh, and not just uh, not just like Budo Brothers and, and everything, which is very important and entrepreneurship and all that. But I've got some very, very important questions for you. Ooh. And I'm going to see if I can uh, if I can if I can start this off and just ask some personal stuff and throw it out there and let you guys uh, let you guys discuss. Right. Sounds great. All right. Is there a. Uh, OK, so you are in Alberta. Yes. Right. Alberta, Canada. That's right. Um. Now there there are some differences, uh, you know. We're, we're we're neighbors, obviously. I'm in the United States. Ketchup and uh, something became something became clear to me that I I didn't realize this was a thing, which was ketchup flavored potato chips. <laughs> I knew this was coming. <laughs> um, so so is this like a is this like a Canadian snack? Like because I really feel like I've been missing out my entire life, to be honest. It is one of the most staple canadian food groups so where would you say salt and vinegar chips is on your chip chip dar your chip dar it's like a radar for chips yeah salted they they exist and i don't eat them that's where they are okay well so what type of chip do you eat are you not a chip guy sour cream and onion i'm I'm kind of like a i'm kind of like a just plain old. Well, actually i'm i'm big on the sweet potato chips i gotta say like that's that's a big deal for me that's nice are you just like the old school like salted raffle chip? Ru- and they have chips. to make it better, just so they ripple have ripple chips. Rip- ripples in it. Yeah, yeah, is that what they're called? The ripples. Ripple yeah. yeah. Ripples. Well, yeah, because then you fit more salt on it, right? Yeah. So the ketchup chip is everything you'd want in a chip, and fused with the perfect type of flavoring. Ketchup. Ketchup, because. Every good snack. Man, I got to head across the border. Yeah. <laughs> it's impressive. And, you know, I know, hey, where we stack up in potato chip flavors, the United States cannot be touched oh, no. with their cereal. Oh, no. Breakfast cereal. I'm telling you, you guys, next okay. level every time I Here go comes down. the corn pops. Corn story. pops. American <laughs> corn pops, man. If you have. So, okay, so. Is that not like a thing where you are? What What yeah. are you talking about? Just Trust me, me just, it's just, a thing, and hear, now hear. we're going to hear about them. American Corn Pops are these beautiful, soft, not too sweet, just perfect. Little, they, they look like little bits of corn. That's where they got their name, Corn Pops. It's They're delicious. Right? The, the U.S. ones are delicious. Now, in Canada, there is obviously a different manufacturing process for corn pops because these things are delicious as well however they terrorize the roof of your mouth they will shred it because it's so it's like captain crunch you know it's like really just annihilates the roof of your mouth and you've got like scars it almost (laughs) feels like right so every time we go down to the u.s I gotta have my American corn pops, and I 
actually made Kyle test this thesis. I'm like, listen, he didn't believe me that why, why would you make why would corn pops have a Canadian version and an American version? That doesn't make any sense. And then I proved it to him that they are two different cereals. It's true. He did prove right. it to me, but I was not <laughs> as impressed as he had. And just so the listeners know, we are not sponsored by Corn Pops. But we love them. <laughs> and if you do want to sponsor me <laughs> with a lifetime supply of American Corn Pops, I might think about switching teams. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let me, uh, let me throw something martial arts oriented at you. And because uh, near and dear to all three of us, of course. So so I'll, I'll say it this way. Let's let's put some high stakes on it. Your life is on the line and there's a fight in a ring right in front of you. And it is Bruce Lee and it's Chuck Norris. Who do you got? Bruce Lee and Chuck Norris. Who wins? Bruce Lee versus Chuck Norris. Who do you pick as the winner? Bruce Lee, man. Obviously, Chuck Norris. <laughs> Chuck Norris can do it. Oh, oh, here Bruce we go. Bruce Lee, would I gouge that? Beep. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck Norris can do no wrong. Chuck Norris has a ton of jokes, and that's all I know about Chuck Norris. <laughs> Other than we, we we see him all the time at the Super, or they talk about him all the time at the Super Show. We see him a ton. Both legends, but you know what? I mean, I got to give it to the the Godfather himself, Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee is actually a revolution. All right, so so if we had like a if we had an undercard fight, and the undercard fight was Jean Claude versus Steven Seagal, who would you pick? Jean Claude. I'm with Jean Claude too. Yeah, that, for sure. He's got dance moves. Oh man, and I literally in some of his movies in the late eight mid late eighties when he had the unreal mullet, that's what inspired me. I had a oh, mullet. Yeah. Oh man, I had a mullet, and because I was obsessed with martial arts, so obviously Jean Claude Van Damme was pretty damn awesome in my books. And so when Jean Claude Van Damme shows up with a mullet, a black leather jacket, and some tight, high, ass hugging jeans, I'm talking to babes doing the splits. That <laughs> is what I wanted to do with my life. <laughs> man, that is quite a source of inspiration right there. That's epic. I believe. Eric, All right, Eric, yeah, I, Eric you know, did look at a girl once ago. John Claude Dam, John Claude Van Dam. You look. Ooh, Needless <laughs> <laughs> to say, he didn't get the date. No, no, struck out. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you two more and uh, some food oriented questions. All right, right, and so Eric, you have to order a meal for Kyle. Okay. And it has to be the best meal of his life, right? Now, no cheating. Okay. What do you order for him? All right. This guy is going to get pork belly barbecued in the most epic marinated sauce that has been brewing for three days. Talk dirty to me. <laughs> <laughs> now, this man loves his pork, and he'll be the first to tell you that pork is probably the one food. If he had to live off of one food, it probably would be pork, so... I am a man who does love pork, 1,000%. All right, so so then let's flip it. What are you ordering for Eric? So I'm going to use a song in order to uh, explain this one. Oh. And it goes like, I'm in love with the cocoa. <laughs> I got it from the Lolo. I'm in love with the cocoa. Eric Allen loves coconut. Yes. I'm not talking like, yo, could you... 
put some coconut on the side of All it. Right. Anything coconut. Coconut yeah. flavored curry. Done. Coconut. Done. Period. Ordered. Just raw Run. coconut. Run it. He's Run in. It. In. Say no more. So were you when when you guys went to uh when you guys went to Vietnam <laughs> when you first started Budo Brothers uh-huh. and Kyle um, got hustled. What was what was your best <laughs> meal like? What was the what was the best meal over there? I can tell you the worst one. So, <laughs> oh, I want to hear that. Yeah. So in Vietnam, Vietnam, we consider ourselves hustlers, but Vietnam is full of hustlers, and we pride ourselves on you know like trying not to get taken advantage of financially, and. This by far is the most that I've ever been taken advantage Hustled. of in my life. Hustled. So really, okay. oh boy, so, so good, in Vietnam, so enjoyable. And of course, Eric freaking loves coconuts. Uh huh. So we see a guy. He's got coconuts on his arm, and he's holding this like cool double-sided coconut holder for. I don't know what, what <laughs> it's, it's like a, a long. Think of a long bamboo stick with. Equal weights on it. It's like an old coconut sp- holder. A coconut holder. <laughs> I, I, so yeah, it's a coconut. A, okay, it's a coconut holder. So, anyways, <laughs> for me, anyways, Vietnamese is an extremely hard language to learn. I barely, I, I couldn't even tell you how to say hello right now. Like, I, it's no very different than English. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. So he comes up and he starts talking to us, and like, we have no idea what dude's saying. No, but Eric wants a coconut. Yep. Right, and like this cool coconut hammock sitting on him so he like rested on my shoulder and he's like you want a picture and like we just got there so we didn't understand the hustle like mm-hmm. yeah, hell yeah I'll take a picture you you just threw this thing on my shoulder you're just snapping pics of course got it so like we're for taking the gram. pictures like for the gram like oh <laughs> chicks will dig this whatever like you know and then uh all of a sudden he goes and cuts a coconut open without even asking but we're like fine whatever we're gonna get a coconut and he puts one in each of our hand and then he's like, that will be whatever, whatever, dong. And dong is the Vietnamese currency. It was a lot of dong. It was a lot of right. dong. This guy whipped out some serious <laughs> ask for dong. Oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> and, like, that was the most I've ever paid for a coconut in my life. Because he kind of gave it as an ultimatum. Like, I got a machete in my hand from cutting this coconut. <laughs> and, and this coconut's you, yours. And I told you how much this is going to cost. So this is what it costs. Yeah. And then we did the math. Yeah. We're like, oh, you know what? It probably wasn't that bad. And then we did the math, and it was like a $20 coconut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. And we're just like, wow, okay. That was the best hustle. Like, it just it – just, he diffused us. And in Vietnam, we were staying in places for 20 bucks. Yeah. It was quite epic. Oh, man. You, you were staying somewhere for the same price as a coconut. That's epic. When you get hustled. Yes. So what was the question? Right. The best, um, the best food that we ever had, or what was the question? Yeah, the the, the your best meal when you were in Vietnam. So you you went over there. You're starting this business. You're you're trying to you're you're on this journey of learning, and all of a sudden, all the food is different. I mean, obviously, it's not you know you're not having a uh, corn pops and and ketchup chips. Mm-hmm. So so Delicious. what was your best meal over there? You know what? There was a. One of the hostels we were – not hostel, Airbnb. Airbnb. Uh, one of the Airbnbs that we were staying at, the, what, what's so cool about Vietnam is that the restaurant industry, the sidewalk restaurant industry is booming because a lot for a lot of people that is a way of life. And it's so competitive because there's a different soup 
station every couple meters. I mean, it's literally stacked. Restaurant, 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 and you you pull up in a little small. And for for people listening at home, he means restaurant is like a, a person cooking and a few little. It's a child. cart. Child's chairs yeah. that you can sit in. And Think like of the hot dog cart. Oh, so it's like a, a street food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. all street food. It's all yep. street food. It's street, all street food. Street, there. street, street, yeah. street. Yeah, exactly. And so they they're they're everywhere. So in order to be competitive, you you gotta have some damn good soup, or you're gonna get souped out of there. And so <laughs> grandma's recipe that's been handed down from generation to generation. There is a war going on between. Who's got the most badass soup? Like Biggie Pock shit. Oh, people like <laughs> they gotta yeah. they gotta run in posse's. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know, like you sit in in North America, you go for pho. You're like, damn, this soup is good. How could it even be better over there? And like it is. when you go over there, it is lights out better mm-hmm. because like you we were watching. No way. All right. You, oh. We were watching the place right beside our um, Airbnb. The lady was up at like 4.30 cooking the bone broth. Oh, yeah. And then like the sun started to rise more and this like scooter comes and the guy just recently went to the field and cut all the vegetables and brought it to her. So like it's ultra fresh. And this is a recipe, like Eric said, that's been hand down from generation to generation and survived like... Uh, street side battles like so yep. when your veggies are sitting there in dirt just a couple minutes prior like yeah that's good food totally and the noodles are all made with the rice there and like awesome. it is lights out next better. level I, I can't eat these foe anymore in north america it's, it's way it's harder now. so so let's throw this to something uh slightly more heartfelt uh sure all the food stuff is fun of course but give me one or two things that right now today you are grateful for. Awesome. You know what? To be honest, man, I'm just grateful to have a guy like Kyle in my life that we're, we're able to do the things that we're doing. And, and that, to wake up knowing that every day is going to be a blessing because you're with people that are on the same path as you. And it, it just, I literally start my day every day getting to a place of gratitude and I simply get there by thinking about all the people that I have in my life, my family, my mom, my dad, my brothers, my sisters, my best friend and man, the relationships that we have, the people in our lives, that's really what life is about. It's about creating relationships. It's about helping each other and that there waking up every day and counting those blessings Matt, it just it makes it so much easier to go on the offensive because you know you're, you're on the right path, you're doing the right things because you're generating the right results. And that drives more right behavior. And I'm, I'm very much in the same boat. Uh, so grateful to be doing what I love with a human that I care about and you know having family, friends, people in my life that support me and you know you have to talk to and share you and, and, and inspire with you. And two, like I, I was recently thinking this week about a, a concept and it stems from the moment, uh, memento mori or like every man must die concept, right? So I kind of flipped the script and I, I, I put it into the, the lens of what if every day was your birthday? And what if every night you went to bed that was the end of 
like a life or a day or a chapter? And what if every morning was a brand new fresh start? Like it was your birthday. And it's so crazy how when you frame things where you don't know if you're going to get a next one and you're just so happy for waking up mm-hmm. to have the opportunity to take everything from where you're at at that present moment in time well no matter where you are no matter who you are you've opened your eyes and you're alive and you have the ability to to be that is a powerful way of trying to view the world it gets hard because there's always things that kind of cloud it but being grateful for just winning the genetic lottery being the fastest sperm to to reach the egg like being here like you know what i mean especially being north american like traveling so good seeing a lot of other places it's 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 tough in a lot of other places that aren't here and that's what travel does it it gives you that perspective you know and a lot of the times literally if you're feeling down start thinking of the basics start thinking about how you woke up drank fresh water showered in warm and lathered yourself with soap and had incredible food like all of these things that there are billions of people on the planet that are cooking their food over cow dung literally eating next to nutritional dirt pouring infested water full of amoeba and bacteria like we have it so good and we just forgot how how amazing it is when we realize the gifts that we all are blessed with. How can we not be thankful for the simple things in life that we don't even think twice about? And it's not until you really, really start to reflect and review that, boy, does it start to make those experiences so much more enjoyable because you're grateful that as this glass of water goes to the sink – Fresh water comes out, and damn it, it tastes good. And now you're going to go out and go start killing your day, right? Like, it's such a great way to start your day, starting your day with gratitude. Right. And, and there's a, somebody, somebody sent me something recently. I, I wish I could find it to, to give you the exact quote. I don't have it in front of me, but I'll, I'll give you the gist of it, um, <clears throat> which was the it's, – it's hard. It's kind of like a snowball effect, Right. When when you're in a dark place and you've you've got a lot of negativity around you, it is difficult to step back and find those things that you're very grateful for. But once you do, the more the more that you can find in your life that you have gratitude for, the easier it is to find more things to be grateful for. So um, true. And I think it's a way to to kind of to kind of break out of that that dark place that a lot of people tend to get into mm-hmm. when, when anxiety is running rampant and depression is running rampant is to be like, okay, look, I, I need to step back and just, I'm, I'm happy. I'm right here. I've got this person that loves me. I'm going to start with that, you know, Beautiful. and then, and then move on to, to the other things. And then eventually, I mean, eventually you're onto American corn pops, man. Like you're <laughs> grateful for everything. Damn right. Hell yeah. But you know what, just like you said, you, you, you tapped into something really interesting there because like you said, that gratitude can be an upward spiral, right? That gra- Once you start finding things to be grateful for, it opens up your eyes to the other things that you're like, wow, I actually have it really good. You know, I just realized how amazing 
my life actually is when I put it into perspective. And this, the opposite is also true. When you get things to get pissed and off I'm gonna, about. I'm going to give you a moment that, that happened to me um, just last week, right? And so, you know, you guys are, are obviously well into the social media game and all the stuff that you do. And I'm getting into it as well. And um, I had somebody that, that wrote to me just to thank me for, for putting some content out on YouTube and cool. for something that I said that really resonated with him. And, uh, and I decided to ask a question to, to, you know, the, sub, the subscriber base that I have. And I said, I, I just want to know, like, this is nothing fancy. It's nothing about what I'm talking about or, or anything else. It has nothing to do with anything. I just want you to pipe up and comment and tell me where you are from. And I just left it open-ended. Where, where are you? in this world, because to me, that's, that's very interesting because I'm sitting at my computer here in Northern New Hampshire and I can write this question. And within a few minutes, I've got somebody saying hello from South Korea. Mm -hmm. I've got somebody saying hello from New Zealand, Queensland, Australia, um, South Africa. And so I had this guy that commented and he said, Jumbo Rafiki to me. And, and then he wrote next to it. He said, hello from Nairobi, Kenya. And that means, how are you, friend, in Swahili? Cool. And I'm thinking, man, like, we're all in this, we're all on this rock, and I ask one simple question and just send it out into the universe, and I've got somebody that I have never met and likely will never meet teaching me something in his language from his little corner of the world. And and that sort of thing, to me, puts puts gratitude in perspective like how how thankful am i that i can just be this guy you know just trying to make some stuff work and i have somebody trying to teach me their language from somewhere you know halfway across the globe mm -hmm. i'm curious if you have experienced things um similar to that you know somebody reaching out and just offering up something of, of their of their personal life or, or how you um affected them in, in one way or another um, do you have anything, you know, does anything come to mind like that? Honestly, we get that almost every day. Um, we are very adamant about reading and trying to, and if at least not trying, almost responding to every single comment that we get, especially on Instagram and, um, you know, uh, other platforms. But when you start talking to people and start listening, it's amazing that things and the people that you meet and the things that you can do. Now, I don't think people realize how powerful a tool social media is. Yep. It's not only for egoic broadcasting purposes. Look at me. Like, we are hanging out right now talking about this podcast with you because of social media. We found our digital seminar right, people because of social media. We built our community through the internet or social media. The only way that we have people's attention right now we are 100 percent social media driven yeah and the key word to social media is the social piece and talking and communicating and i really do think that the tool isn't very it's not good or evil it's kind of like money like it has no it has no positive or negative <laughs> connotation to it. it it just is what you choose to fill it as as a human dictates dictates yeah. what it's used for and we make it very clear and very adamant that we are all about shedding positivity mm -hmm. through our social media 
In fact, going back to your point about people being in a dark place and in a place where, you know, they don't know if they can make it or they're struggling or, or whatever the case is, we've always found that in order to combat negativity, you need positivity and positivity could come from anywhere. And one of the things that I found that when I get into those dark places and like it's even hard to think of something positive about yourself, the best thing you can do is to serve other people and to start spreading positivity. Sparking positivity creates this like giant snowball. It's a mm, snowball effect. Which creates better things. And it starts cascading and cascading and growing and growing and growing. And if you keep that ball rolling it just keeps pulling in more and more and more and more and getting bigger and bigger and bigger and Mm -hmm. we're finding that as we go like we really make sure that we are not talking to anybody about martial arts negatively and we're always we're we're tech we're really positive people but we're always spreading positivity Mm -hmm. and because of that we've allowed to connect with um mma fighters uh like traditional martial artists, people who are big into sports, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Like, we've built a giant community through positivity. Mm -hmm. Now, do you find that, um, you know, because, and and you guys know a bit of my background. I, you know, I just, I just shut down my school. I was, I had my martial arts school running for, for just over 10 years, like right around that. Wow. And um, it is, it is, it's it's just a case of you know i don't know if this is an industry thing or if this is just the a, a case of the people that gravitate to it now i had i was very fortunate i had i had you know i would say during the the lifespan of 10 years running my own dojo and being in there four nights a week and training and you know class after class and all that kind of stuff cuz you're the guy you're the guy mm-hmm. um you know i i had for the most part very um just just great people and great families and they were there for the right reasons um because i i ran it with the right reasons but there is a a set of people particularly on the internet when you add an anonymous screen name and the anonymity of the keyboard that they they just want to throw opinions and anger at you Mm -hmm. and what is your take when that happens? Because I'm, I'm certain that, I mean, that has to happen just statistically speaking, somebody's going to get on there just to argue with you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and what is your mindset when that happens? Because I do the same thing that you do on, on YouTube. I answer every single comment and sometimes it's like, man, it's, you know, I'm sitting there. I, I, I book like 20 minutes every morning to just run through them and type as fast as I can just to make sure I'm saying hi to everybody and responding with, with something of, of substance. Mm-hmm. Um, but you do get those that, that come in and you know, they're, they're trying to troll you. So how do you mm-hmm. handle that? This was the toughest for me personally. This was one of the biggest lessons that I learned through this journey because I was, I, when we first started this, Kyle, you remember, man, I'm like, I, I, oh, what if somebody doesn't like it or what if they shit talk us or man, they're going to, oh, and then I, and then when somebody did give a, a bad comment, I would be like, my day would be ruined. I'm like, oh man, they think we suck. And oh, what are we even doing? And then, and negative, and then it starts, right? And so when we realized that at the end of the day, if, if you as a human being are going out of your way to spit and spread negativity, there is nothing that I can do to change your outlook on life. 
So the best way You're absolutely right. to win a fight is to not get in one. So we don't lock horns with people that are so imbalanced in how they are as a human being that they feel like they need to lash out to complete strangers and put them down to make themselves feel right. So in order for them to be right, they have to make other people wrong. That is a very, very sad way to live your life. And I can give you a a story in uh, recent history that kind of did rattle us. One that kind of made it through the radar and got to us and kind of how we handled it as well too. So we received in a DM from a, a fan who's been kind of loyal for a long time and we received a thing saying that we were racist. And it really kind of shocked both of us. One, because I'm black and Eric's white. <laughs> and and two, because... Right. Like, too, because like it completely goes against everything that everything we stand down for. Down to our core that we stand for. Yeah, that's jarring right there. That's very jarring. Yeah, and not only was he doing that, he wanted to sabotage us with the community, and he started to just like try to snapshot text and send it out to a whole bunch of people, and to try to do. And uh, we started getting messaging back from our followers, like. This is kind of weird. We're getting these snapshots of this random messaging and we don't really know what it is. And so like we sat there, we stewed about it for a bit and what we figured out what the best way to deal with it was. And what we did is we actually asked the guy for his phone number and we we gave him a call and uh, we got him on the phone and we just talked it out. And what I do find with a lot of people who have this venom or poison or negativity that they're they're spewing out on the internet it's not necessarily the fact that they want to be negative is more that they want to be heard and the easiest way the easiest way to be heard is through negativity it cuts sharply and it cuts to the core so it's easy to stand out with it you can have 100 good comments and one bad one, and guess which one you're gonna remember. So we talked to this gentleman on the phone, and we just listened. We just listened to what he had to say, we listened to his comments, Mm -hmm. we listened to his concerns, he was telling us he'd been a fan for a long time, and he was upset that he didn't see enough black or African American content in our feed. And he wasn't being represented as a martial artist and so we took which, it seriously which we did take it seriously which was kind of a little bit of was funny because the was, next day oh, we were posting it was irony it was, it was irony, so yeah. ironic like if he would have just held out for like literally six hours our next post <laughs> but again none of this matters none of this has anything to do with anything right. i'm sorry mm-hmm. and we're just we only engage with and interact and we have multiple races from multiple yeah. countries globally and, and it's not even a consideration yeah. and no joke we're, we're blind to that because at the end of the day it all comes down to who you are as a human being and did i mention absolutely that yep. eric is white and i'm black <laughs> 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 so anyways but we listened to him we and we heard him out and we just we just were there and we were like you know what it concerns us and is there anything that we can do 
to change your experience or, or make it better. And you know what? He was actually very apologetic. And we talked more and he thought we were in the United States close to his um, dojo. And unfortunately, he wanted to be featured in our magazine. And he was upset that we didn't come to his dojo or school and, you know, film him and talk about his uh his his sensei or the the person he wanted to broadcast and we had to fill him in that we're mm-hmm. we're a canadian company actually and we don't actually live in the states and it's very difficult for us to travel um and to to film things so we're very calculated with what we traveled and that kind of worked it over well with him but the people spitting poison i i would say nine times out of ten are looking for attention or to be heard Mm-hmm. And that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. We've had people arrange fights in our comments. Section. It's true. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, no joke. Okay, so kidding, kidding all aside, the most volatile video we've ever posted was of Beverly Pratka showing what a female can do with her high heels. So... You're out with your girls at the bar and your feet hurt, so you take your high heels off and you have them in your hand. Well, guess what, ladies? These are weapons, and here's how you can (laughs) put them to use. And no joke, we posted this video, and oh my, it got vicious. Like, it it sucks because it's it's very tough because, Uh you know, you're in that position where it's like there's people totally just being – there's a way to show your – disagreement or your opinion in a respectful way that doesn't cut somebody's heart out (laughs) i mean like there's a way to be decent to to act with honor which is a pillar of martial arts and this is what i actually get quite disappointed in is that there is a lot in the martial artist community in the martial arts community they talk about the pillars of their school and the honor that they have and and they sure don't seem to walk the walk (laughs) they've got talk but when they start spitting poison on social media the irony you can cut through it you're like how is how can you you want to talk about honor and respect the core principles of things that you learn in martial arts can we not bring those into our interactions with each other so that maybe just maybe we could both walk away from the situation having learned something having grown that is what we want to try and facilitate and so what we don't do is engage when somebody is literally just looking to call wouldn't work on the we don't care all we're doing is trying to share somebody's gift with the community and whether you think it's gold or garbage it's your choice and it's also your choice how you hold yourself, how you act, and how you interact with other human beings that are on the other side of the screen, that are watching the words that you're typing through your fearless keyboard, right? And I think we forget right. that. And that, and like you said, social media does have that uh, – that yeah. takes it off. And yeah, so the video uh, was about Beverly with the heels. And in the comments section, the argument – the thread was whether girls could take their shoes off or not in order to get a fight. And literally this thread was massive. And there was like people sending pictures of girls walking after the bar with shoes on. And then it got heated. 
And I swear to you, before the common thread was done, people were organizing booking at, flights, at time and booking flights to go fight to each go other. Fight each other. <laughs> so we had nothing to do. Oh with my this. god! Yeah, but what? it was two people, <laughs> yeah. one for, one against. And what city do you live in? What city do you live in? You Are, you probably don't even spar. Yeah. Do you do you want to have a duel? No, no. I just want to have a light session. Uh. No, no, no. I'll, I'll fly to you. Yeah. Where I, do you want to meet? No, no. We should meet. And you know what? I'll fly to you. And and you know what? We'll just have a, a light sparring session. I'm gonna fly across the country to come spar with you over this disagreement. And let's settle this like scholars. And you know what? It's going down. Be there at the bike racks. <laughs> 3 p.m. It's ridiculous. <laughs> oh wow. All right. Yeah. You know, and and I. I, there's there is something to be said for uh, I mean like I in a way I kind of appreciate their enthusiasm but at the same time like there's a better way to to be civil and disagree about s- somebody's heels in yeah. a bar than uh, than booking a flight totally. for a sparring session um, and, yeah and, and look I mean that that kind of stuff you know and it's out there and it happens and mm-hmm. and you know I, I do think in a lot of ways that the people who um, who do those things and say those things, you know, I, I, one of the perspectives that I try to have is before I have that urge to get on the keyboard and write back to somebody that has said something that cuts is to think, all right, look, this person's hurting and they're cutting me down because of their insecurity. Mm -hmm. And so I need to chill and I need to just like, you know, kind of push the chair away from the keyboard, so to speak. And, uh, and, and be the one with the level head, uh, you know, in that scenario, because you are right. You can't make everybody, you can't make everybody happy all the time on this kind of, of stuff. Um, you know what? Especially if you're at, talking heels. That's exactly it. And, and I look at the limited time that both Kyle and I have to put our resources to work. What is the best allocation of that time? Is it right? Right. Every, so, so I could engage and lock horns with every, counter argument of of some skill okay right and and i and we could and and i could fill my day with that or i could fill my day with serving the rest of the community i could fill my day with helping people understand what we're about i can i can fill my day about spreading awareness around our social cause that helps get kids involved in martial arts in the most formative years so what is the best allocation of the resources that we have it's not locking horns and debating whose osotogari is correct (laughs) okay our best time is focused on what we do best, and that is the core that we can't deviate from. And for anybody out there who is maybe fearful of the criticism or scared of the poison, uh, there's a fun exercise you could do. Type in the most badass fighter in the world, like maybe John Bones, or you could, if you're old school, like Mike Tyson, and read the comment thread. And when you read comments like, this guy sucks. He's garbage. <laughs> like, you know, I could take him in a fight. And just realize, like, what's actually being said and who it's being said to. Like, this is this is one of the most talented fighters on the planet. And people are saying, like, this guy sucks. And then, in your mind, picture if that person would say that in real life. Like, the balls you would have to go <laughs> up to, to walk up to Mike Tyson and look him in the face like... You suck. You're weak. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's the, that separation is what causes 
causes the people to be able to say those things. Mm-hmm. So if you're ever in a scared or low place about putting that, just know that even if you're at the most elite level, that haterade is there mm-hmm. in the leader. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's Gallon. It's, sorry, it's, it's Gallon like in the a- States. <laughs> Imagine that's it's the gallon. That's right. And and we don't do our milk in a bag, man. It's not a thing here. Um, so I, I think it's also like, you know, do you have a would that person say that to you if they were on your porch and you would open your door mm-hmm. and and they were looking you in the eye, mm-hmm. you know, and if if that kind of comment would come out in that in that area, would I engage with that person or would I just shut the door? And I think it's like, you know, it, it is an important thing to to kind of keep in mind. Um, so, so let's, let's try and, um, let's try and wrap this up. Right. And, sure. uh, and sort of, sort of finish, finish off this conversation, um, kind of in the, in the same, you know, in the same vein of that is if you have somebody who is feeling, um, a bit insecure, uh, either about their, you know, their, their interactions or, um, people coming at them with negativity and, and things along those lines, um, what kind of advice would you give to that person to make sure that they're staying true to themselves and, uh, and they're not letting someone else's opinion change the course of their life and what they want to do? What would you, what would you say to that person if they were listening right now and they're, they're afraid to take some steps because they're afraid of, of what's out there, what's potentially out there? Mm-hmm. Honestly, this is such a cool question because I, if I look at, where we where we're at now my answer 2 years ago would be totally different but my answer today would be getting back to gratitude and this is going to sound weird what do you mean how can you be thankful for someone who's shitting all over your post but the one of the biggest ways that you can walk away from some sort of online <laughs> episode of someone voicing their opinion is to just say, Hey, thanks for sharing your opinion. I'm not agreeing with it. I'm not making you wrong. I'm thanking you for sharing your opinion. And at the end of the day, just like you said, Kyle, people want to be heard. So can you be that person that hears them, take it or leave it, whatever they, and you know what they're, they're poison. The, the verbiage that they're spitting can be hurtful, but Hey, Thanks for letting us know your thoughts. Next. And guess what? Get back to being awesome. Water off the duck's back. So true. Right. And another thing that I would maybe point out too is like I truly believe that happiness is the ultimate currency. And a lot of people, if they focused on happiness, would be in a lot of better situation than if they focused on other external factors that that got them to where they're at or whatever it is they're doing. And if you look at happiness and dissect it, you really do find that people who are the most authentic tend to be the happiest because they are expressing who they truly are. They have no masks. They have no buffers. They are just being them and they are comfortable and happy with Mm -hmm. it. And to somebody who is scared of putting themselves out there on a social media platform. I would say this from my experience. Putting myself out there, even though you get the negativity, as long as you do it authentically and express who you truly are 
what it will do is it will allow you to connect with the same type of person who is that who resonates with that authenticity and the people that don't resonate guess what those are the people that you don't want in your life exactly and so if you look at the negative comments it's more like a way of speeding up the process of saying okay uh you're not sweet but the people who i talk to and communicate and connect with you're sweet and then leveraging those communication points those data points those comments those dms and flourishing them into relationships, business relationships, uh, romantic relationships, any type of relationship. Uh, that's the power of putting yourself out there. Mm-hmm. Because without the evil, there is no good. So you have to have both. It's just balance. Mm-hmm. And that's so cool because, Kyle, you're tapping into this. this. is exactly it. Who you are, that projection of, of how, that of that true authentic you when you put that out there it's like a resonance beam some people are gonna hate it because they're just not on your level and they're like fuck this guy <laughs> yeah right yeah. and then some people <laughs> some people are gonna love it and they're guess what they're gonna love it because that is who you are yeah i think it's important to to gather strength from the people that matter um, you know, and, and I, it really does kind of come down to that. And that sort of helps to, uh, to provide some armor against the people that are, that are going to be your haters. And, and, you know, I, I read something really interesting just, just on this to close it up too, is, um, about how the people that, that right now in your life are, you know, are coming at you and they're doubting you or they're saying those negative things that when you are yourself and you have that that success being authentic, they're the ones that are going to come back and say, Oh, I, I, I knew this person back in this day. Oh yeah. And you know, it's, it's going to, it's going to turn around and they're going to, they're going to frame it. Oh, I, I know who that is. And I knew this person and I was with them and so on and so forth. And, you know, I, I think it is just important to focus on, on those people, family, friends, and, and those, you know, those people reaching out, listening to this podcast right now, you know, the ones that are, that are resonating with everything that you're saying. Um, those are the ones that, that, you know, these are the people that give you strength and, and that's pretty awesome. It's the truth. All right, man. Well, we're going to go ahead and, uh, finish this one up right here. And so, uh, so thank you guys once again, this was awesome and super fun and Hey, let's do it again. Um, and, uh, and we'll just kind of, kind of keep this rolling. And uh, I guess we will talk to everybody on the following, uh, episode. We'll see everyone soon. See you later.